You've tuned in to the Soundcast Stereo. I am Christopher Coleman, and I'm on Channel 1, and I nominate Eric Woods to be on Channel 2. And I'm Eric Woods, I'm on Channel 2, and it's uh, great to just be nominated. <laughs> Soundcast Stereo episodes are two-channel, 30-minute-ish conversations focused on a single topic from the world of film, television, or video game soundtracks. You can find all episodes of the Soundcast at thesoundcast.com, or you can subscribe very easily on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and a host of other uh, podcast outlets. If you'd like to leave us some feedback, we'd like to hear it or read it. And if we want to read it, you can send it by email to soundcast at tracksounds.com. Or you can hit us up on Twitter at tracksounds or on Facebook. If we want to hear it and you want us to hear you, you know what they can do, Eric? I don't know. What can they do? They can actually go to the soundcast.com and like on the right side, there's this little widget that you click. Ah, it's called a speak pipe widget. Have you ever heard of a speak pipe widget? I think so, and I think I mispronounced it the last time I tried to say it. Would you call it a peace pipe? Mm, <laughs> a speak pipe? I, I don't know what I... I did it, and you guys laughed your asses off, so I'm not even going I, to attempt to... Uh, to uh, I, make I it. kind of remember that. Yeah, I don't know what I said, but it was actually quite funny. <laughs> <laughs> well yeah you click that speak pipe speed, widget speed speak or something i don't know what it was oh yeah i think you're right i yeah. think it was speed pipe <laughs> which is a whole nother thing that i would like to know what that is <laughs> i'm still asking that myself <laughs> um you click that widget and then all you have to do is hit record and then you can leave a message with your reaction to this episode or any other episode, it's so easy. And then they, and then it gets sent to me, and we listen to it. And if it's good or you have something interesting to say, good or bad, we may include it in one of the shows. So use the SpeakPipe widget or the SpeedPike widget if you want to do something with Eric. Because <laughs> I have nothing to do with the SpeedPike. <laughs> Today is Wednesday, January 24th, 2018. And this is episode 23, where Christopher and I discuss the announcement of the 2018 Oscar nominees for Best Original Score. Yes, it's that time of year, award season. And as we normally do, some way, shape, or form, we, we tackle the Oscars uh, and, the, and the Best Score nominees. And so that's what we're going to do today. If you didn't hear the Oscar nominations for that category, I'll give them to you in a second. Um, they were actually announced just this past Tuesday, yesterday, uh, February 23rd. Um, they were announced at the Samuel Goldwyn Theater in Beverly Hills, California, with President John Bailey being joined by Tiffany Haydish and Andy Serkis to reveal the nominees in 24 categories. Um, we're going to talk about the best original score in detail, but here's some here's some of the big winners. Guillermo del Toro's The Shape of Water uh, um, led the whole shebang with 13 nominations. That's amazing. Dunkirk got eight nominations. Uh, Martin McDonough's Three Billboards Outside of Ebbing, Missouri had seven. And three, oh, all three of those films got Best Picture nominations. Um, the rest of the Best Picture nominations went to Call Me By Your Name, Darkest Hour, Get Out, Phantom Thread, Lady Bird, and The Post. 
Uh, the 90th Academy Awards ceremony is going to be shown on March 4th, 2018 at 5 o'clock Pacific time from the Dolby Theater in Hollywood, Los Angeles, California. So that's the big picture. But the picture we're most interested in is, of course, the best original score. And the nominees there were Dunkirk by Hans Zimmer, Phantom Thread by Johnny Greenwood, The Shape of Water by Alexander Duplass, Star Wars The Last Jedi by John Williams, and Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri by Carter Burwell. So, Eric, what is your general feeling about um, award shows and original score awards within those award shows? I would say that, oh man, I wish there was a word for it. Where, <laughs> where, it just, where, like, <laughs> where uh, short-term memory, I think that's it. Um, mm. Everybody has short-term memory. Uh, so a, a lot of the, the more, or they, when they select what do you the mean score, by that? well, you know, it, it happens all the time. I mean, you, you look at some of the movies or most of the movies that are, that are nominated for awards usually come out at the end of the year and, and rarely do, do films that, like when, especially when it comes down to scores, that even if it's a bad movie, you might have just an absolutely incredible score and they are never considered. Hmm. Um, what I find odd also is just looking at the, the list of eligible scores for the Academy Awards. And I think there was only hmm. about 150 or so eligible hmm. scores that were, I guess, submitted. And I'm not sure what the process is uh, to uh, apply for an Academy Award, but I think there is an application. So there's some work that needs to be done to get your, your bit. scored um, at least considered for a nomination. But I I just kind of wish they they would think a little bit outside of the box. But then again, we're talking about the music branch for the Academy Awards, and so you think that they would know all you know know their stuff and sure. And but I mean, I, I, as a whole, I I personally don't think they 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 usually or if. I mean, rarely do they pick, I think, the best score. And I don't think they, they look at 12 months worth of, of films as a whole. So that mm-hmm. kind of sucks. But there are some award bodies that do. They're a little smaller. They're not as well known. And mm-hmm. I think those, especially, again, it's a plug for the International Film Music Critics Association. Both you yes. and I are part of it. I yes. think that if uh, you want to kind of get a good idea of what film music fans and critics think of film music um then those are the awards i think maybe you should be paying more attention to than the the oscars or the or the golden globes mm-hmm. yeah that's that's a good point um I mean, maybe i give the oscars a little bit more weight because you know they are nominated and voted on by the people within that industry which um I think that's I think that's one of the categories that's not just open to everybody, right? It is it is right, industry yeah, just the music, or genre yeah. specific. Yeah, like the directors yeah. nominate directors, cinematographers right. nominate cinematographers, and so it's it's film composers and music supervisors and yeah. anybody that's part of music uh, nominate the. Yeah, I, I think it's that's, both score and song. So okay, well, see, and that's what gives it a little more interest for me and mm-hmm. in particular with the Oscars was like, okay, these are the people who are in that and that's what they do. And this is what they think, you know, is the best of, of the year. So um, I, perhaps more than other awards. Uh, I used to be part of the B 
C B C F A B F C A B C F A. I always get the letters wrong. Broadcast Film Broadcast Film Critics Association, um, as well. A couple of years ago, and um, that was an interesting one to be a part of as well uh, as the IFMCA. Um, but in terms of the awards themselves, especially the shows, you know, that for me, it's it's mostly entertainment value. Uh, and even the nomination, this process, um, is interesting to me from an entertainment side and a discussion side. It gets people talking about film music, mm -hmm. you know, who, who may not otherwise talk about it very much uh, if they have a particular score that they really loved in, during the year that did or didn't get nominated. And, you know, it just, it just, with all the other categories of filmmaking that gets awarded, you know, it's, it just gets talked about a little bit more. And so that's that's what I find valuable in it, and the shows themselves are just can be entertaining. They can also be very not <laughs> entertaining, <laughs> yes. um, but it's the discussion around it usually that I find the the most fun. So, looking at this year's nominations again: Dunkirk, Phantom Thread, Shape of Water, Star Wars: The Last Jedi, Three Builds, Three Billboards. Um, what was your reaction to this year's? Were there any disappointments, um, surprises you found in there, or any blatant snubs? I, I think the big surprise, well, there's two surprises for me. I think it was three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri, Ricardo yeah, Burwell. Um, and I'm not sure whether that's because the film is doing so well that that got a nomination. I'm not saying the score is terrible, but, I mean, Carter Burwell wrote 20 minutes of score, mm -hmm. and I think that, the songs in the film actually play uh, a more um, important role in, yeah. the, in the storytelling, even though Carter Burwell wrote, I think, the opening cue. It's just absolutely magnificent. It, it contains two separate themes, and it's one for um, Frances McDormand's character and mm -hmm. her loss, uh, and then there's one that kind of has this kind of western feel to it so yeah, it's it's very, her, very you know the, so. the rampage that she's going to go on in the movie and and it's such a it's such a clever uh uh theme or themes that are introduced uh, almost right off the bat um but i don't feel that the score played that big of a role like i said i, I thought the songs were way more important which is Again, we, we talk about that weird rule of, as to which score is eligible and, eligible and which one isn't. And I thought yeah. this, the songs diluted the score's importance. Therefore, it should have been disqualified, hmm. um, in my opinion. Um, mm -hmm. You know, there, there's... Is uh, that a rule? That is a rule. So if the songs play a more prevalent role in the film and dilute the again i'm not Sheesh. quoting the rule but it's there's there's the, the word dilute is super important in the rule and i i i should probably pull it up but that's yeah, a little subjective a, i didn't realize that was a rule yeah it is yeah and so it's either that or the or the use of pre-existing music so if you got but classical music right so yeah. the the whole debacle with arrival and yeah. um and then there's one other aspect of it that i can't recall but i know that's songs i mean again we were all talking about um you know ennio marconi and the hateful eight and how much of a role did the songs play in that film over the score mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. that dilutes oh, the right. importance of the score so i think that's it's right. arbitrary with the way the yeah. academy makes these decisions um yeah. oh i think the other one is the prevalent use of pre-existing themes i could be wrong i mean I, I know that rule was kind of tossed out or tweaked after um the debacle with the two towers 
Mm-hmm. And uh, but anyway, um, kind of going off track. Anyway, so I, I thought that this score, there's no way it could have been eligible. But then again, uh, from what I've heard, and I haven't seen the movie, you know, the Phantom Thread is full of classical music from what I've heard. And so I thought that maybe that score would be ineligible or the or the use of um, Elgar in Dunkirk might have made that score un- um, mm-hmm. ineligible. So I don't know what was going on or whether they're just letting a few things slide. So the other surprise for me was John Williams's nomination, and I thought it was going to be for The Post. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Steven Spielberg collaborations usually outweigh anything else, and I think The Post is superb. I like The Post more than uh, Star Wars. Star Wars is still a great score, but I just, I was really surprised when I heard the name Star Wars and Star Wars was the fourth, fourth, fourth one listed when yeah. they were announcing them. And I thought, oh my God, John Williams is getting a double nomination. But then I think it was three billboards that came afterwards. Yeah. I'm like, oh, right. okay. So then I mean, the post didn't even get a sniff. Yeah. So, um, those were the two surprises. I'm really happy for Johnny Greenwood. Um, great that he's getting uh, recognition finally. Um, Dunkirk, that's a whole other story. And I thought the shape of water was uh, an obvious choice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was a little, at first I was surprised at three billboards and then I thought about it and I'm like, you know, and that, rules aside, it's like, that is the perfect movie. That is a, that is a, the, uh, a prototypical, uh, Oscar nomi- nomination right there. It's like the, it's the run, one of the runaway favorites of the year it's got Carter Burwell on it, and it's like, that's just like, of course, of course they nominated uh, that. Um, and so thinking after thinking about it, I was like, no, that's really not much of a surprise. Again, rules aside, just thinking about the music itself and the movie and how popular it is. Um, was I think that was the only surprise that I had, and then that dissipated. But um, the rest I wasn't surprised by. I think I was disappointed that... Um, uh, Blade Runner 2049 didn't work its way in there. I thought if Dunkirk works its way in, I thought Blade Runner might as well. Um, so I was a little disappointed that that, that didn't make it. Definitely disappointed that uh, More for the Planet of the Apes yes. did not get yeah. a nomination. Um, I don't know which one I would... I couldn't see the 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 Academy... I can't see what I would take out from their from their perspective and put that in. I mean, it was way too long ago. They've all forgotten about it. Um, but I don't know which one I would pull out from their perspective. I know from my side which one I'd pull out, but from their perspective, I can't. <laughs> I can't pick one. Right. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm just sad to see that that just hasn't gotten any love anywhere, and it's mm-hmm. it's just ridiculous. So that's a pretty big snub, I think. Uh, an unfortunate one, and the movie as a whole just hasn't gotten much of anything. It's just too bad. It's I just yeah. got it on uh, Blu-ray and rewatched it. Like man, beautiful. It's it was so much better than the first time I watched it for whatever reason. Yeah. I, I appreciated it much more the second time. Um, so yeah, I, I was a little bit disappointed with a lot disappointed with that one actually. Yeah. Um, so when we look at the the nominees as a whole, though, hmm, you know. It, it feels like, yeah, a kind of a, a predictable uh, list. Um, but last year, I just wanted to compare to last year. Last year's nominees were La La Land, Jackie. Oh, wait, La La Land by Justin Hurwitz, Jackie by uh, Michael Levy, uh, Lion by, oh gosh, uh, Hauschka and Dustin O'Halloran, Moonlight by Nicholas Breitel, and Passengers by Thomas Newman. And man, that was just kind of a, like a what year? I mean, yeah. La La Land was like, 
of course. Right. Um, but the rest, I was a little surprised at their inclusion and to the exclusion of a lot of other great scores. What what do you feel about what do you feel about the comparison between last year's and this year's nominees? Yeah, last year was probably one of the dullest years um, for a group of nominees I've seen in a really, really long time. Um, I, I really didn't, uh, wow. I mean, La La Land was okay. Jackie, I'm no fan of, uh, Mika, uh, Levy's music. I thought it was interesting. It I, was, I really did think it was interesting. It, it just played against the movie and not really it with it. But then again, that goes, there's a whole other topic that you and I can talk about whether, you know, and I even got into this with a bunch of composers on a, on a film music message board uh, in on Facebook about whether, you know, her approach to film scoring, which is she didn't want to see the script. She didn't want to know the story. Mm-hmm. She just wrote it based on Jackie's life and then handed the music off to the director and whether that's the way, you know, you should be composing uh, film music. And yeah. I mean, Lion was, I mean, I love the movie. I mean, Lion was my yeah. favorite movie last year. Um, yeah. And the score was was okay. Um, mm-hmm. Moonlight didn't really leave an impression on me. I, I love the movie. Um, mm-hmm. I, I like the I liked the idea of the score. Um, yeah. I just didn't really feel it. And then Passengers was the weirdest nomination <laughs> out, out of them nowhere. all. And that's why I was expecting Thomas Newman to be nominated this year. He seemed to be kind of like an Oscar darling. For um, Victoria you know, and Abdul. And Abdul. And I think yeah. that, you know, that's a very typical Thomas Newman, but doing it in kind of that Indian way. Right. Um, which is kind of new for him, I, I guess. Or, you know, I mean, he always he's, uses exotic instruments, but now he's, he's kind actually. He's kind of been doing that a lot since sure. um, Mar- uh, Best Marigold Hotel. Right. right. He's kind of been on that But I trip. thought, you know, yeah. if there's anything that's just perfect for Oscar, it's, 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 it's Thomas true. Newman. So I was True. shocked that he wasn't uh, included in that list. But, I mean, last year was the biggest shock. I was like, Passengers? Really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay. I um, so I think this year, it's a good crop of, of scores as a whole, I think. Um, uh, there's mm-hmm. uh, at least three that are going to make my my personal top 10, maybe top 20 list. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, from, from my point of view... Uh, it's it's pretty good. Okay. Yeah, I was I was looking earlier, just at recent years, like if we go back to 2015, you had The Hateful Eight, Bridge of Spies, Carol, Sicario, and Star Wars The Force Awakens. Mm. Um, it's, it's, uh, you know, kind of some good, some like, huh? Um, 2014, Grand Budapest Hotel, Imitation Game, Interstellar, Mr. Turner, Theory of Everything. Uh, so you got your, um, again, it's just kind of a split, of oh yeah of course and right. then what um but interesting there's something else that's interesting i found on the this is on the wikipedia page if you look up the best original scores um category right. it's got this super, superlative section is really interesting and it says the most awards um ever it, uh, was won by alfred newman nine awards and he's and that resulted from 41 nominations most nominations we know john williams 51 nominations resulted in five awards. So it's like one award for every 10 <laughs> nominations. Yeah. That's just that's just insane. Mm-hmm. Um, and then most nominations without award, an award, Alex North, 14 nominations, received Academy Honorary Award. But anyway, that John Williams has got 51 nominations 
and has won five times. It's just insane it that is. a person could say for every ten not every ten Oscar nominations, I win one. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good ratio or bad <laughs> ratio. It's just an insane ratio. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, I don't know. Do you think he's tired of it? I mean, I could think of one year where he thinks, where he might have thought that, you know what, I wanted to win this one, and that was Memoirs of a Geisha. And I think everybody wanted him to win that oh, year. Oh, for sure. But now it's coming to the point where it's 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 an automatic, and that has, I mean, I'm not putting down the music, but it's like John Williams writes anything, and he's going to get an Oscar nomination. But does he really think he's going to win a sixth ever? I don't know. I think I bet he's still genuinely honored um, to be nominated. I mean, I, if if it was going to get old for anyone, it would be him. But I, I think it's still probably some level of honor for him to get nominated. So his last nomination was back for The Force Awakens, I mm-hmm. guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and didn't he have two that year or no? No, he didn't. No. Because uh, uh, he wasn't then, able to work on Bridge of Spies. That's right. And then nothing in 2014, and then 2013 he had the the, the book thief, um, and then 2012 he had Lincoln, in 2011 he had two Adventures of Tintin and War Horse. Right. Um, so yeah, in 2010 he had nothing. So still, you know, uh, most of the years he's he's gotten something in there. So ah, uh, I don't know, I. I, I don't, well, we're about to get into that right now. So in terms of who we think is going to win, who we think should yeah. win. Um, who do you think should win out of that out of that group there? Who do you think should win? Who would you um, prefer you know what, to win? I, I, I haven't even picked my, well, you know what? I know what my favorite score of the year is. Um, okay. But I haven't really organized the three that are on my list, which are Phantom Thread, Shape of Water, and Star Wars. I'm not sure which one is is better. Um, mm. I would have been, I, I, I'm happy with any of those. I'm even happy with Carter Burwell winning and really, I, 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 you know, Carter Burwell, the guy has been working forever and it's funny. I didn't True. know this, that, that when he was nominated for Carol, that was his very first Academy huh? Award nomination ever, really? ever, which was, it, it surprised me. It so surprised me. And, yeah, I thought, and I thought that's man, why I said it the way I did earlier, like because right. Carter Burwell is a staple in Oscar He's nominations. Not. But that, well, Carol huh. was his first, and and so and the thing is, I don't, you know, anybody but Hans Zimmer. Can we hashtag that? <laughs> <laughs> I just I and I talked about this on Twitter, and I think people know my stance about the. I had an awful time at the movies watching Dunkirk. I want to love this movie. I wish it was a silent film um, mm. or it was just not scored the way it was scored. It is so obnoxious. That's the word I use for this, for this score. And people think, Oh no, it's, 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 it's ramping up the tension and whatnot. The problem obnoxious, meaning just the way that, and I'm, maybe it's not Zimmer's fault, mm-hmm. um, but the way it's mixed in the movie, it's just, grading it got to me there was a point and i think it was during the oil spill sequence near the Mm -hmm. end of the film where it just sounded like hans zimmer was skinning cats there was a really (laughs) weird sound it's such an annoying sound effect and it was just ramped up to about 11 
and yeah. uh, my ears were in pain. Now I have a bit of tinnitus. I don't let mm-hmm. that get in the way of anything, but it mm-hmm. was just, I don't know what frequencies were attacking my ears, oh, but wow. the fact that Hans Zimmer's score was taking me out of this film really pissed me off. And, and I, I don't know who to blame. And I, and you know what? Christopher Nolan is known for these weird mixes mm-hmm. and he just kind of tests the boundaries of the sonics of his films. And I hated the film for that. Hmm. Um, I don't think I'm ever going to watch it again because I cannot get past the score. So that's my personal experience with the movie and why I don't agree with the nomination. Although there's others that think that it's absolutely brilliant. It does something oh, for sure. new. Um, yeah. Whatever that effect he was using for that continuous motion of the music. I, again, I've completely forgot what the scientific term of it is, but I think Vox did an entire series on why Hans Zimmer's score is brilliant and whatnot. So uh, great. The music branch thinks it's something special. I just, I just think that it's the, it goes against everything that good film music does and it called it negative attention to itself. Hmm. So anyway, Phantom Thread, Shape of Water, Star Wars, I'm happy with any of those. <laughs> okay, so you're not going to make I don't know. I don't it. know. I, I can't pick. It's I, I can't pick. Um, You know what? Let's go for Johnny Greenwood. To- Let's go for Johnny Greenwood. Look, John Williams has five. Alexander Desplat won a few years ago. Johnny Greenwood got screwed over for uh, There Will Be Blood. And I think that Phantom Thread is a spectacular uh, piece of writing. And um, let's go with Johnny Greenwood. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll agree with that. Um, exactly. I think. I haven't seen Phantom Thread yet. I was trying to get to see it this weekend, but I didn't um, get to. Uh, but I will very shortly. Um, so I probably shouldn't say that it should win just based on the music itself without hearing it in context. Right. But... Um, from just looking at the trailer and the 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 vibe that's there within mm-hmm. the trailer and mm-hmm. listening to that score and it's just like I can see if that trailer is representative of the movie I can just hear that music working within that type of movie really well um, but then just on a pure musical aesthetic level I was just you just don't hear music like that. You really very don't. Often recorded that way, mixed that way. You just don't. And I was just like, this is, it really was special listening to that score. Yeah. Um, so I will say that um, that one should win. Uh, I do probably, hmm, I definitely prefer it over Three Billboards, The Shape of Water, and Dunkirk. I think I prefer it more than, more than Star Wars. I think... Um, it's just, uh, it's unfortunate. It's not William's fault, but my association with listening to Star Wars, The Last Jedi is just not, it's, it, it's not the music's fault. It's what it's associated with. Mm. I can't, it's hard for me to divorce the two and just like, oh, just listen to it for the music's sake. I try and I can't yet. So well, that's an, that's a really interesting point. I mean, we're, I, I'm just going to take us off on the side for a minute, sure. but it's you know, I, I'm not sure who whether you're familiar with it or not, and whether you can help me out with this information. But do you ever remember there was this Academy member that would write a article anonymously and go through his entire set of mm. uh, nominations and and pick who he thinks should win and would mm-hmm. give reasons why? And it's not so much him or her picking the best 
actress or actor or cinematographer mm-hmm. or whatnot, but it was just his own or her own personal bias playing yes into it yes. so it's I like remember. hey you know there's julia roberts and and meryl streep up for um let's say a, an acting award and he might just absolutely hate julia roberts for a role she played 10 years ago and mm-hmm. no matter whether this is a career defining roles role for her she'll pick anybody or he'll pick anybody but julia roberts and it's really interesting like you know for your going back to your experience with star yeah. wars the music I mean, I'm not sure whether you like it, love it, or or hate it, but it could be I absolutely like amazing and award worthy. Mm-hmm. But your association with the film is what's bringing you down, and that's a really interesting point. Again, you know, people are complaining about, you know, why did this score win, or or why did this score get nominated, or why did this person get nominated, or whatnot. And mm-hmm. you know, I don't honestly think that a lot of these people are spending the amount of time watching these movies or listening to the music or whatnot that we might give them credit for, you know, they, mm-hmm. they might sure. not, you know, for, I mean, for sure the 6,000 Academy members yeah. are not picking their favorite score based on listening to all five and, and, Surely and you not. know, you know what I mean? So it's like, yep, Surely three not. billboards, love that film. I'm yep. going to pick that one. Absolutely. And that's what I find interesting. So that, you know, your, your, your comment about star Wars interfering with your enjoyment of the music is the reason why you won't pick it. It's really, it's really interesting. And that can sort of tie into the way that the Academy thinks and, and the, the reason why they might yeah. quote unquote snub somebody or, or pick something that is just totally out of left field. Sure. Yeah. There, I think, you know, I'm, I'm just kind of being transparent about it and just like, Hey, this is, this is why I have a hard time. This is why I would have a hard time picking Last Jedi over Phantom Thread. But I think every single, we all have our biases. We, no one's, I don't, there is no objective way to do this, right? For sure. Um, there are better ways. And, you know, just like that one person, uh, he was honest or she was honest. It's like, yeah, this is why I picked it. And I'm sure we all do that on some level. Um, and, uh, and the less we do that, the better. But, you know, it's we're human and we're going to have associations. Maybe there is a character in a movie that reminded us of a character in our own, a real person in our own life who was horrible. And was like, oh, that movie reminded me of this horrible experience. I can't possibly vote for it for anything, you know, um, all that kind of stuff. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, I say that specifically for Star Wars Last Jedi, because even as bad as the prequels were, um, you know, I could. I think I listen to those scores more than I've listened to the Star Wars: Last Jedi. I mean, I think it's a good score, but mm-hmm. I haven't been listening to it incessantly. Right. Um, uh, for sure, I haven't been listening to it incessantly. Um, so, you know, it, it's just an interesting for me looking at that list and not just immediately going, "Oh, well, of course, Star Wars: Last Jedi. That's that's the one that should win." I can't. I can't make that statement. So it's a weird experience for me objectively looking at myself, looking at this list <laughs> and saying, well, what do you mean? You're not picking that. Uh, so I'm not right now. That could change. But as of this moment, I, I don't pick that as the one that should win. Um, I pick Phantom Thread. So <laughs> what, what do you, what do you think, or who do you think will win judging by the Academy, the Academy's tendencies? Um, I think just due to the popularity of the movie and the amount of nominations it got and the, the, the score and the composer are just really hot right now. 
I think mm. the shape of water is taking this one home. Um, mm. it, you know, it rarely do the Academy Awards and Golden Globes, uh, line up, but I think yeah. that, uh, this plot's been winning a ton of awards for this score as well. And, um, I just think it, uh, yeah, it's just, it's, it's, it's a really, and I think it's a really good score too. And, uh, so I think it's, it's that if not, then I'm going to go with my, you know, theory of everybody loves three billboards. And so they'll pick Carter Burwell because it's the three billboards and not because it's the best score. But I yeah. honestly think it's the, the shape of waters to lose. Okay. Yeah, I can, I can see that happening. It's gotten a lot more momentum than I ever dreamed. I mean, 13 nominations. Yeah. Isn't that like the same amount of nominations that like that's Return one off, of the that's King one off got? The record. It's one off the record. So Return of the King at 14? Um, yeah, so it was Return of the King. Did Titanic and Ben-Hur all receive the same amount? Uh, I think They 14? got like 11, I think, because Return it? of the King set the record. Did they? At least, I don't know for nominations, but it did for wins, and I thought it won everything it was nominated. Oh, okay. In. I so, I just remember hearing a report that I think it was one off the record, so you you might be right that Return of the King is, yeah. Okay, 13 or 14. I don't know. Okay, so yeah, that's, that's an amazing... An amazing feat, which I would have never, ever, ever would have predicted that. Um, so you may be right that that the, the the momentum behind the Shape of Water may carry it forward to to win here. I think the Academy being the Academy, but also falsely thinking that Burwell was like one of those perennial nominees who never won. Um, I was just, I just felt like, yeah, this movie, the critics have just loved to death, most of them anyway, and it's got the kind of score that I think they will like. And just remember that movie. I'm like, yeah, I remember that little guitar, <laughs> little guitar riff. I'll, I'll go with that one because I, you know, they probably remember the typical Star Wars beats from Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other ones, I wonder if they remember. Or Dunkirk, maybe. That could be a dark horse. Just like, oh, yeah, that movie was so awesome and the sound was so great. Well, what was the music like? I have no idea, but the sound was awesome. Right. You know, I can see that maybe slipping in. But in the end, I think the Academy will be the Academy. And we'll we'll go with uh, Carter Burwell on that one. Um, and then the internet will explode, yes. at least from the film music community. I, I don't so. even know who the film music community is pulling for. Star Wars, I assume? Uh yeah, I guess so. I think everybody wants to see John Williams win one more before he, um, you know, he leaves us. Yeah. Or, you know, maybe he wins his sixth for the last Star Wars score he ever composes. You know, I'm something so- along the lines where, you know, Return of the King won everything because yeah. it was the last Lord of the Rings uh, movie. And, you know, they weren't going to award it everything for fellowship or two towers. So they just for gave three years. To, yeah. Although so they, they could have, they could have, and, and, they, and have. They, they, you know, it did win a few awards, but I think once return of the King came out, it was like, yeah, that's winning everything as a, Hey, Lord of the Rings as a whole is amazing. So who knows? Maybe right. John Williams gets that kind of sixth award as his, uh, send off for writing the last star Wars score we ever get from him. Hmm, could be. When would it, when was his last win? I'm scrolling back. Schindler's list. Schindler's List. Jimmy, that's 1993. Wow, I'm still scrolling back. Yes, Schindler's freaking list. Yeah. Man, that's 25 years ago. Yeah. 25 years ago. Yeah. 
and you a think a quarter of a century is one look Oscar. at everybody that's one stuff after that you know Zimmer, uh, uh, Gustavo Santo Elia has won two Mencken back yeah. to back Iarid, <laughs> Portman, yeah. Horner, Dudley, Piovani, Warbeck, Warbeck. I forgot about that. Uh, Carigliano, Ten Dune, Howard Shore, Goldenthal, Shore, Kazmarek, Santeola, Santeola, Marianelli, Ram, A.R. Raman, Giacchino, Atticus Ross, and Trent Reznor. Ludovic Boris. I like this. Oh, no. I do. I like this. That's artist. that. The artist was great. Yeah. Michael Dana, Stephen Price, Alexander Depot. Man, and Neil Marcone and Justin Hurwitz. Yeah. That is just 25 years. Yeah. yeah, I think I'm pulling for him now. <laughs> I mean, come. I mean, look at the scores he's written in those 25 yeah. years. Give me a break. Right? Give me a break. And, and the funny he, thing is, none of the prequels were nominated during that time. Not even uh, nominated? No, they were never nominated. Um, wow, that was just... 2000... Wow. Uh, you know, he had two Harry Potter scores. Catch if you can... Uh, Memories of a AI. Geisha in 2005. So instead of uh, Munich, Rots, um, Catch Me If You Can instead of Attack of the Clones. And he got uh, Angelus Ashes in 99 instead of uh, Phantom Menace. All right. So it's interesting. None of the prequels got it, but all the other Star Wars scores. Wow. wow that was just some, that was some prequel hate going on wasn't there. It, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, they're like, nope, you get nothing. <laughs> you get nothing from us. Man, so yeah, I'm now pulling for Williams because it's not like he hasn't been doing anything for 25 years. He's been doing some pretty amazing he stuff. Yeah. Now, maybe he didn't need to win every year that he was nominated, no. but come on. Yeah. I'm like, come on. He he should have gotten something. Well, I mean, Although, even, even the years when he was doing amazing stuff, he was still losing. So you know, <laughs> you, you look at you could, like from after Star Wars and Close Encounters, that whole late seventies, early eighties, Williams, he could have won about five or six, and he didn't. So you yeah. never know. You never yeah. know. That's you know, true. Williams got beat out by Michael Gore for fame. Uh, it's just, it's just, that's how bizarre it is. I mean, you know, Michael Gore beat out Altered States, The Elephant Man, Empire Strikes Back, and Tess. It's just and like, Tess. what are you talking about? You know? Fame was, fame was the thing, man. Fame it was, was so popular. Thing. Yeah. It was so popular. Just so many weird, weird decisions. And so that's why the nominations I feel are, are probably the most important part of it. You know, you get nominated, you're nominated by your branch yeah. and uh, then you hand it over to 6,000 people who only care about director, actor, actress, and best yeah. picture. Yeah. Giorgio Moroder won Midnight Express over yeah. Superman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's just crazy. Isn't that crazy? It's like, well, don't look at the, don't look at 86. 86, I mean, I no. love Round Midnight. It's a great jazz album, but then look at what it beat. Aliens, Hoosiers, The Miss. Oh my gosh, the Star Trek for the Voyage Home. <laughs> oh, that's, that's brutal. Just bananas. That's Absolutely brutal. bananas. Or I'm thinking it was a 2000. What was it? What was Brokeback? Yeah, Brokeback Mountain. Uh, yeah. No, that was... Um, Beat Out, Constant Gardener, Memoirs of Geisha. That was 2005. That was 2005. 2004 yeah. was really an amazing Finding uh, year Neverland. of nominations. Like one that I'm like, Harry wow, Potter. that group was pretty amazing. Yeah, that's a pretty good um, list. But good yeah, list. there's some really... Yeah. That's a whole other show. The strange yeah, it, decisions it that the Academy 
makes. But yeah, we'll have to dive into that deeper <laughs> sometime. But but at least just that cursory look has got me on John Will, even though it's not it's not would be my pick in terms of the music. I want him to win because twenty five years. Yeah, <laughs> it's just it's about twenty five years. He, you guys owe him. I hope I hope they consider that. Well, it's All been right. twenty. It's been twenty four since Zimmer's won. So hmm. <laughs> since Lion King, yeah, twenty four years, ninety four. Yeah, wow. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> No, 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 that can't happen. <laughs> Williams has a year on him, so he can he can wait another year. Because <laughs> we don't know if he's coming back for episode nine, so let's just go ahead and, and give him this one. Yep. Um, and, and I don't think there'll be anyone who's actually upset about that. I don't think I don't so. Think. I don't think so. I, I really don't think anyone could really be mad about that. I'd love to hear what he would say as a speech, too. It would be quick. It would be and just they, so quick, and they and if they played him off with music, <laughs> I would just be like, "Come on, like, come on." I would, I would hope that he would get a standing ovation. Oh, I would hope. I just, I, I think that that would be amazing. But I'll uh, stand in my living room. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, that's for sure. He he'll probably say something. I mean, he'll be super gracious. You know, you you look uh, you look back on all his other speeches; they're very, very, very quick. Very quick. Yeah. He thanks. He thanks who he has to thank, and then and then and that's he's it. Out. Yeah. He's nothing out. inspiring. Nothing political. Just <laughs> yeah. hey, he'll thank Ryan Johnson. That, he'll thank his um, orchestrators or mm-hmm. or whomever, and 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 that would be it. And that might be refreshing on that night because I have a feeling it's going to be oh. another. I oh. couldn't. It's the first time I I in years that I just stopped watching an award show. The Golden Globes. I couldn't deal with it. I'm just like I'm. I just can't. I can't watch anymore. <laughs> I just stopped. It was like, okay, I saw who won best score. I'm done. Yeah. But I imagine it's going to be like that again for the but You Oscars. know what? The Golden Globes, uh, what I do like about that, when they know they're behind and they have to reach that 11 o'clock um, cutoff, they rip through the awards. Rip well, through. They, 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 they slash the, the bull crap beforehand, and those presenters come up and go, hey, here's the next award. Now, it depends on who's winning that award and what they're going to say yeah. afterwards. But the amount of bull crap that's in that show, I greatly appreciate the golden globes program over the Oscars because you never mm. know when they're going to do another remix of the best scores and have someone flailing around on stage for 10 minutes and doing some apparatus, um, you know, weird Cirque du Soleil stuff. I mean, it's just yeah. it's so <laughs> ridiculous and there are montages. Oh my Lord. The only montage you really need is the in memoriam, and that's it. But it's like, yeah. hey, isn't film great? Let's take a look at all the. Let's take a five minute montage of the best I don't actresses. Mind that stuff. It's, just, it's it's just it makes a it takes what should be a three hour show and turns it into four and a half five hours. Yeah, it's pretty no, obnoxious. I, I I look at the Oscars as kind of a almost like a celebration of the year in film. Sure. And so you have that kind of stuff. Whereas Golden Globes is just awards. It's like okay, awards and speeches, awards yeah. and I mean, speeches, all and awards hammered and speeches. within the first hour anyway. So yeah. it's like nobody cares by that point. Yeah. So I gen I genuinely like when the Oscars kind of lean into the whole Hollywood thing. Like when they had Giacchino conduct, and it was mm. you know the live orchestra, mm-hmm. and they were kind of mm-hmm. doing that whole throwback, yeah. Copacabana type yes. sort of thing. And that yeah. was I just I, I loved that. Um, That's fun. So. 
Yeah, I hope they lean in it. Although, who knows, with orchestra maybe playing down the street again or oh, wasn't that weird? some other remote yeah. studio. It's just like, <laughs> come on, guys. Can you diss them any more than this? It's like, oh, yeah, the orchestra's here they are. Here's here's our remote feed. <laughs> like, Wasn't that with really? William Ross? William Ross was conducting that that time. I and you could just see him when he so. turned to camera. He was like, oh, I can't believe I'm not there. And then he turns around and starts, you know, it's like, what's happening? <laughs> yeah. It's like, why? Just have it pre-recorded if you're going to do that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, but anyway, we'll get to find out uh, in a couple months on March 4th. Um, we'll see who wins Best Original Score and a whole bunch of other awards as well. Um, so we'd like to we'd like to know what you thought what you think about these nominees. Who do you think should win? Who do you think will win? Are you gonna pull for John Williams to get his first Oscar in twenty five freaking years? Twenty five years, people! It's time for another one, I think. Um, so let us know what you think, and you can do so by emailing us at uh, soundcast@tracksounds.com. Hit us up on Twitter at tracksounds or on the official Twitter account for this podcast at Audio Soundcast. Or on Facebook as well. If you want to follow me for whatever reason, you can do so on Twitter at C. Coleman. Eric Woods, how can people contact you and, and find out about what a speed pike is? <laughs> <laughs> I'm still looking up that definition <laughs> as we do this show. Uh, you can check me out on Twitter at Sound Radio on Facebook at Cinematic Sound. And check out the radio show at CinematicSound.net. All right, so that's going to do it for episode 23 or, or the 23rd episode of Soundcast Stereo. So until our next episode, we want to tell you to, like I remembered this time, keep it balanced. Ah, that's it. <laughs> that was the first one. That was the original.